everybody. Welcome to the Rebel News Roundup. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson, and this is the program where we discuss cultural and governmental issues affecting the family. Thanks to today's sponsors, Covenant Eyes. Get rid of the porn in your life. Go to CovenantEyes.com and sign up. Code word REBEL for a free month. Also consider becoming a monthly donor. It helps us continue to do what we do. Sign up at RebelParenting.org and click on the Donate tab. Today on the program, we're going to discuss what legacy media means, the dangers of echo chambers in the legacy media, Ukraine, Disney, our southern border, and a crisis of violence in the police force that you aren't expecting. Legacy media. We use the term mainstream media all the time, and I'm struggling with this now because it's now legacy media. Uh, MSNBC, Fox, CNN, um, all those things are legacy media that we used to call mainstream media. The reason I say legacy is the viewership isn't nearly what modern media is. When you've got podcasts like Barstool, Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, Adam Carolla, the list goes on and on and on. Dave Rubin, Ben Shapiro, um, Louder with Crowder, uh, Candace Owens, um, Isabel Brown, you name it. Their viewership is higher than Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, um, Brian Stetler, uh, Tucker Carlson, you name it. Modern media is getting more viewers, and legacy media still controls a lot of the narrative. So uh, that's the difference between legacy media and mainstream media. Now, the interesting thing about that is there was a study done at Yale on essentially what we call echo chambers, where um, Christians, people of faith, call that preaching to the choir, uh, listening to what you want to hear. And uh, there's a huge problem with echo chambers in mainstream media. So this is from the Yale News. It's a report on a study done at Yale, and it's titled Partisan Media? Cable viewers shift attitudes after changing the channel. It's a really fascinating study. Um, basically what happened is they took regular Fox viewers that are Republicans that support Trump, they paid them $15 an hour uh, to watch CNN, and then they paid them $10 to do follow-up survey questionnaires afterward. It's a hilarious study, uh, and the results are fascinating. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Previous research has suggested that partisan media affects voting behavior, but it is unclear exactly how it influences people's views. The experiment provided evidence that partisan media outlets, by filtering out unflattering or negative information about their preferred ideological side, weaken the electorate's ability to evaluate the performance of elected leaders. Here's the last sentence in this paragraph. It's very important. It also found evidence that by setting the news agenda through its coverage choices, partisan media strongly influences the issues its viewers deem most pressing. I'm going to read that one more time, then I'm going to talk about it for a second. It also found evidence that by setting the news agenda through its coverage choices, partisan media strongly influences the issues its viewers deem most pressing. Now, if I was talking to my pastor about this, I would call this a sin of omission. And what that means is they're only telling part of the truth. Is what they're telling a direct lie? No, but you're not getting the whole story. You're only getting part of the story. This is true on Fox, MSNBC, CNN, you name it. If it's a legacy media outlet, it is partisan and it's only giving you part of the story. Now, if you heard 
Tuesday's program where I talked about the Andrew Huberman lab, the problem with that is it does indeed shape your views. It can shape and change your views. This study shows that. In fact, let me read that part and then I'm going to get into part versus whole and why that's so important. Three waves of follow-up surveys captured the opinions of people who'd switched to CNN and those who'd continued watching Fox, exposing significant differences between the two groups. For example, participants who watched CNN were 11 percentage points less likely than the Fox News viewers to believe that it is more important for the president, at that time Donald Trump, to focus on violent protests than the COVID-19 pandemic. They were six points more likely to believe that many foreign countries were more effective than the United States at controlling the control coronavirus. <clears throat> Excuse me, coronavirus. The six the switchers were also six percentage points less likely to believe that then candidate Joe Biden supported eliminating all funding for the police. And it just goes on and on and on. I mean, it literally goes uh, pages onto this. Uh, in fact, I'll read one last part. The people who switched to CNN became more negative in their appraisals of Trump, including his management of the pandemic, his intelligence, and his honesty. According to the study, <clears throat> according to the study, switching to CNN also made people more aware of bias in Fox News coverage. For example, the switchers were less likely to agree that, quote, if Donald Trump did something bad, Fox News would discuss it, end quote. So, after watching this, by the way, this is four weeks. And it wasn't even average. I, I mean, I'd have to go deep into this. And I will include all of these in the show notes, by the way, so you can read this entire article for yourself. It's very fascinating. Um, but I think the most that people watched were like 5.8 hours, not even six hours a week. It was such a little bit. And yet their opinions and viewpoints were changed. And that does indeed weaken the electorate's, electorate's ability to vote. Now, when you get into telling one side of the story, the other side of the story, I'm not getting into outright lying. I'm talking about just telling part of the story. So I'm going to give you two examples from the conservative side because that's the one that I hear most of. In fact, I was talking to someone recently and they were arguing against this with me. They're like, well, give me an example and I'm going to give you an example. So here's one. Ukraine is in the news every single day right now, and we are calling them heroes, and Zelensky is a worldwide hero right now, and the people are heroes, et cetera, et cetera, and there is uh, some support for sending troops, there's a ton of support for sending aid, uh, and there's support for getting involved, although that's waning a little bit right now. Um, and I was talking about this saying, you know, everybody's hearing that, right? And the people I was talking to were saying, yes, yes, of course, that's exactly right. And I'm like, well... <clears throat> You're only hearing part of the story. Is what's happening to the Ukrainian people tragic? Absolutely. Lives are being lost. Uh, atrocities are being committed. Yes. And prior to this invasion, Ukraine was the second most corrupt country in Eastern Europe, second only to Russia. So. We didn't talk about that before. And I mean, we did talk about that before if you were talking about Ukraine, because when the Hunter Biden laptop situation came up, that's where it was. It was Ukraine. Uh, that's where he's on uh, the oil company paying him $80,000 a month uh, for a job that uh, he doesn't have the qualifications to have. 
um, if you're going to get into war, in fact, I wrote it down down here. Um, before we get into war with Russia and China, by the way, that's what would happen. If we um, either include Ukraine into NATO, that will start a war with Russia and China. If we send troops to Ukraine, that will probably start a war with Russia and China. And before we start a war with Russia and China, wouldn't you like to know if President Zelensky is a corrupt, drug-dealing, human-trafficking, money-laundering criminal? Wouldn't you want to know that? Because we cheer him on the news every single night, and yet his country is known for money laundering, drug trafficking, and being corrupt. But you're not hearing that on any legacy media. And a lot of people are like, oh, that can't be true. I've never heard it before. Well, it's because you're only hearing one side of the story. And in this case, you're not hearing that side of the story from either side. You're not hearing it from CNN or Fox. So that's a big one. Another one in the conservative one is uh, conservatives are crowing a big win because they're taking away Disney's special status uh, from Florida, right? I like Governor Ron DeSantis. I think he does a lot of good things. Uh, this is for show and tell, and it's doing nothing to hurt Disney, but it certainly is going to hurt the community surrounding Disney because what it does is it takes the tax burden off of Disney and places it on the local community. So yes, it does take away something that sounds like a big deal. Disney's special status, special governmental status, things that we're talking about, all these people crowing about this big win. What they're not talking about is all the local people in that community that are now going to have extra taxes because Disney's not covering those taxes. Wouldn't you have liked to have known that before you voted on that? Or wouldn't you like to know that next time you vote? If your taxes skyrocket, wouldn't you like to know where that came from and why? I'd like to know that. And you should want to know that too. That's why the echo chamber is so, so scary. That's called the sin of omission. I just didn't tell you the whole story. In fact, if you're in a court of law, there are laws against that. If one side knows something pertinent to the case, the other side doesn't, and you find out, they can throw it out. It's a really, really big deal. And yet on what we call quote unquote news, which is not news, it's opinion. All of it, 100% of it is opinion. It's not news. That's scary. You should be worried about that. Mm -mm -mm. Got that. Got that. All right. <clears throat> Florida. So we talked about Florida, the quote unquote, don't say gay bill. I looked into this because all I hear from everywhere is quote unquote, Florida's don't say gay. Uh, it's not don't say gay. It's don't say gay. Don't say gay. Saturday Night Live, all of legacy media talks about don't say gay. Um, and then Biden just said this when he was in Portland talking to a bunch of people. He said, there's nothing conservative by throwing Disney out over saying gay. Uh, interesting. One, as I just said, they took away a quote-unquote special status from Disney. Even the liberals are saying the conservatives got to win in this when they didn't. By the way, all you got to do is tell the truth and it would make conservatives look bad. If Biden came out and said, there's nothing conservative about dumping Disney's taxes on the local community... One, it would be true. Two, it would get a big bump. You'd have that all over the news. What are you talking about? The local community is going to get taxes that uh, conservatives, uh, Disney was paying, that now conservatives are sticking on the local community. Wouldn't that make them look really bad? But nobody's saying that. Instead, he said they're throwing Disney out, aren't doing that, over saying gay. It's not that either. This is what the law states. My goodness. The Florida law prohibits teachers, counselors, and other school officials from talking to children in kindergarten 
through third grade about gender fluidity, sexual orientation, or similar matters. Beyond the third grade, the law calls for only age-appropriate curriculum to be used. Anybody have a problem with that? By the way, if you do, what's wrong with you? Legit, email me, help at rebelparenting.org. It'll go straight to me. What do you have a problem with? Don't talk to kindergarten through third graders about gender fluidity, sexual orientation, or similar matters. Okay. Beyond that, it ought to be age appropriate. Okay. In fact, in the show notes, I'm going to have a bunch of age appropriate things to talk about sex with your kids by a guy named Jim Burns. Uh, it's fantastic. We used it with our kids. We've given it out a bunch of times. I'd show you it right now, but we've loaned all of our copies out. It's great. Talk to your kids. The school shouldn't be doing that anyway. By the way, certainly not to your kindergartner or first, second, or third grader. E. Gross. Let's talk about the southern border crisis. Southern border crisis is bananas. Okay? We're letting in hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants that is going to ruin our economy. The hypocrisy over mask mandates and COVID policy with what's going on at the border is beyond pale. It's beyond the pale. By the way, I've personally been to the border. I've been in detention centers. I've been on the border. I've watched how our border agents treat people. It's amazing. By the way, think about that. It's not what they signed up for. They didn't sign up to be immigration uh, enforcement agency. I mean, it, it, in a way, yes, Border Patrol is supposed to do some of that, but they were going to stop drug traffickers and the bad guys from coming over, not hundreds of thousands of people, including children, on their own because that's what the cartels send over. You know, they're having to become human resources people and they're having to become medics and all kinds of different things they never signed up for. You know, I met these people, I spoke to these people, I watched them. By the way, there's a clear path. The cartels send over, the coyotes send people over. They go, follow this path, it will lead you to the Americans. All these photos of people running, it's so weird. I watched hundreds of people all walk up to Border Patrol agents. They all sit down peacefully because they're given blankets and food and medical attention. Then they're taken to a detention center. And they're there for about three days and they're let go. That's it. They're not being deported. They're not being sent to other facilities. They're just being let go. Why not come over? It's the best place in the world. It's why we have an immigration problem. How is it on one hand, the entire country can scream about enforcing the Ukrainian-Russian border and yet none of us talk about our southern border and how many people are coming over. Far more people are coming over every day than Russians going into Ukraine. You understand that, right? Here's more of the whole story that you're not hearing on the news. There's a Border Patrol agent named Bishop Evans. He was a member of the Texas National Guard. He died when he jumped into the Rio Grande River trying to rescue migrants who appeared to be drowning. He succeeded in saving their lives, but he lost his own. His body was recovered the next day. The Texas National Guard is only at the southern border 
because the president and the vice president won't secure our southern border. And the Border Patrol agents are so overwhelmed, the Texas National Guard has to be down there to try to do some semblance of protecting our freedom. And this guy, because his job is to protect and serve. That's what it says on police cars. And what do these guys do? They see someone who is illegally entering our country, who's breaking the law that they're trying to uphold, and he sees them suffering and struggling and drowning, and he dives in the river after them, saves their lives, and loses his in the process. That's a story you're not going to hear on the news. And the only reason it happened is because our incompetent Secretary of Homeland Security refuses to enforce our immigration laws. That is sad, and it's sickening. Finally, the FBI Director Christopher Wray warns that police officers are being killed in the line of duty at the rate of nearly one every five days. That is shocking. When I read that, I was shocked. The Vice President, I mean not Vice President, the FBI Director Christopher Wray says they're dying at almost the rate of one every five days. What's even scarier that you're not expecting is they're dying more quickly of suicide. So you understand when you're not hearing the entire story that there are not a disproportionate of black people being killed by police officers, that the public filming of a few people that do bad things that should be punished for their bad things and still only part of the story is told isn't being told the whole story. Our cops are out there doing a virtually impossible job. They're being maligned every day in the media. Their families are being targeted and they're now dying of suicide faster than any other cause of death in the line of duty. That's being reported multiple sources all over the news, not just in legacy media, all over the place. So in closing, pray for your local police officers, pray for all people in law enforcement, pray for all the first responders, pray for those in the military, pray for your leaders, pray for President Biden, pray for Vice President Kamala Harris, because Jesus is the one that truly changes all of us. Thanks to our sponsors, Covenant Eyes. Sign up for a free month using the code REBEL at covenanteyes.com. Thank you to all of our monthly supporters. Please consider becoming a monthly donor. You can sign up at rebelparenting.org in the Donate tab. God bless, and remember, stay informed, stay involved. God bless. We'll see you next week.